Warning. The following podcast may contain top-class footballing debate and five lads who are absolutely hilarious. Sitting back, relaxing and cracking open a cold one are all strongly advised. We are 4M1T. Why is it breast and nonce? It was always going to be breast and nonce, wasn't it? And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the A show of 4M1T. A for... Amazing, Annie said. Excellent <laughs> from the beginning. A for excellent. Oh, it's gonna be, be a long day. Pod. Tell me about it, mate. Good evening, everyone. We are four and one T. If you are not aware, if you weren't here on Monday with us, we are splitting up the pods at the moment. So half the numbers equals double the content, which is well, only good news for everyone. My name is Danny. I am joined with Lee. We're going to be pretty much regulars on this Wednesday evening, aren't we, mate? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Basically, we've all had a massive fucking fight in the group chat. Can't bother with Collins anymore, so we're just letting him do his own thing. Yeah, not bad. He's felling, didn't he? Yeah. He w- <laughs> so don't listen on Monday. Come and join us every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock, at We Are 4 one t On all our socials, find us on YouTube, We Are 4 one one Toffee. Drop us any comments during the show, and we will definitely get to you. How's, uh, how's your week been so far, mate? Uh, it's busy. It's kind of one of those weeks where it's like, oh God, like, how is it only Wednesday? But then at the same time, like, oh my God, it's Wednesday already. So it's just been hectic. Um, as many people may or may not know, I work just overlooking Old Trafford. So, uh, last night when we had fans back into the stadium for the first time, um, what that usually means for myself is absolutely horrendous traffic trying to get away from the office um especially when it was a six o'clock kickoff as well which was nice um but yeah uh, it's, it's been interesting actually uh, overseeing what's been going on um with protests and things and kind of being able to see uh, the police presence is, is probably the most uh, most obvious thing there and last night was no different i think they're kind of shitting themselves a little bit now every time um there's a game on at old trafford so uh, especially now fans are allowed back in and there was a lot of protesters there last night but other than that yeah just been a bit bit mental and uh, but it's good to be kind of doing something a bit different with a, a wednesday wednesday night pod so uh, yeah what about you yeah same mate yeah went full-time in work this week for i literally figured out it was the first time i've been full-time in nearly five years which is a uh wow. it's just a mad thought really so i'm extremely yeah. tired but <laughs> we move we move. It's been creating it's been content. Pro- exactly, creating content. J- just pushing United. I don't want to talk about it too quick, but we've had an absolutely dreadful end to the season. Like, yeah. it, it's almost like we've secured top four, and it's been like, right, everything is in the Europa League now. Like, what mm-hmm. on earth is happening? I think you kind of just summed it up exactly there. I think that it's sort of end of season syndrome, uh, nothing to play for in the league. So it's kind of like, right, they're the coasting almost. Um, the players just don't have that added cutting edge uh, of the jeopardy of potentially dropping positions. I mean, well, there was a little mm. bit, but then Chelsea yeah. did us a favour last night uh, by winning and therefore confirming second place for us. So as far as that's done, um, I guess if you were to take that side of it out of it and you would look at Manchester United's performance especially last night played amazing in the first half um, 
Cavani goal should have been offside, really, uh, especially when the assist was given Dad David De Gea, <laughs> which means it is inherently offside. But whatever, um, uh, incredibly well finished. But then we kind of switched off, uh, and it, it always seems to be the case. We we have a lot of possession. We do a lot of really nice movements, attacking football. Uh, we're getting into the final third, and then we're just not managing to finish off chances. And then they kind of cut off a little bit. Second half was a, a complete symptom of that. Uh, and Fulham got uh, probably a deserved equaliser, really, at that point uh, in the game. Uh, and it was like deja vu. It's one of those things where th- th- we're going back to the United of the too many draws, the the home form United almost uh, of this season, uh, which has cost us probably a, a league title challenge. So, yeah, it's just been one of them where I think probably the half a mind on... Um, on the final next week uh, and possibly thinking a bit of, oh yeah, we're, we're finished now this season. We've, we've got top four. It doesn't matter whether we finish second, third or fourth. We've got it. Uh, that's all that matters. So yeah, disappointing, but you can understand a little bit why. Yeah. I just don't like it. Me like the fans have been waiting to come back into the stadium for, yeah. it's such a year now, if not longer. And mm-hmm. we should have gone out. It's Fulham. They're relegated. Yeah. Like we should have gone and put on a show. I thought when I saw that Cavani goal, cause I was in work, and someone showed me the highlight while I was in work and I was like, fuck it, we are putting on a style, like we're putting on a show tonight. Yeah, yeah. And then... Looked like it, just, didn't it? Yeah, and then someone just grabbed me later on and like, yeah, it's 1-1, by the way. I was like, how? It's literally <laughs> Fulham. It's yeah. literally Fulham, which, yeah, I mean, fair play to Fulham. Like you said, they they got a deserved point. We've, we've switched off. I don't really care anymore now. Like, second is secured. We need to, we need to win the Europa League, though. If we don't win the Europa League, then this is an absolute horrific end to the season. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, one thing, now I know that we're not doing, um, I know that we're not doing Dick of the Week tonight because uh, mm. the lads covered that off on Monday. But I did have um, a bit of a, a bit of a contender uh, from last night's game. And it is Fulham Football Club um, because. They were 1-1 with sort of like 10, 15 minutes to go, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, and um, they were playing for a draw when they kind of had us on the ropes. They've got nothing to play for. They're already relegated. They've got United on the ropes, Old Trafford. Yeah. Why are you time-wasting? I, yeah. I, I really yeah. didn't get it. Like, if anything, just try and go out with a bit of a flourish. Like, it's a bit of a consolation to your fans sat at home watching. Like... Just go for it. You don't need to time waste. You don't, your goalkeeper doesn't need to get a yellow card standing waiting for it. Like it, it just it baffled me. Like really, really did. Uh, I, even if I was a, a Fulham fan, I'd be fuming. Like, come on, mm. give it, give them a go. You've got them on the ropes. Like you deserved the equaliser. Now push for maybe a winner at Old Trafford. And they just sort of like walking around the pitch. And I put my. I'm luckily on the the Newcastle Fulham game. That being said, now on Sunday on our uh, mega broadcast, uh, soccer soccer Sunday final day of the of the season broadcast for everyone that may uh, catch this, uh, and I'm kind of looking forward to it now because I'm thinking, right, I've got a bit of an affinity to Newcastle, so hopefully Fulham will take the same attitude into that game. Um, we'll see that where that goes. So yeah, a bit disappointing really from them. It's just weird, isn't it? Like like you said, if if that Newcastle game meant anything and they could potentially stay up, then you yeah. completely understand it. A point at Old Trafford, it means the world when you're trying to stay up. Exactly. But you're down. Like you are literally down. Nothing's changing. But then in the same respect, we're, we were finishing second as well. So why why did we not go for it? Yeah, that, again, it's probably that kind of an eye on 
the final next week. And also, for as much abuse as especially I have given him this season, we do look a little bit shaky without Harry Maguire. Um, I mean, you can't sort of, you can't shy away from it anymore almost because you look at the fact that we are in second place, whether somehow we're in second place. Um, and Harry Maguire started every league minute, played every league minute up until his injury and is probably very much contributed to that second place. So, um, Transabia, I think, did have a really good game last night. Um, Bailey, I think, is a bit rash when he comes on and he does a, does a few stupid things and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we hope that Maguire will be back for next week, which I don't think he will be. Um, but it's the Euros now that I'm more concerned about for whether Maguire will make it. He was on crutches last night. And whether that was just to protect his ankle or his foot or whatever it is, he's injured. I don't know, but uh, he's, he's certainly... You, you know what you've got when it's gone kind of thing with, with Maguire last night. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was going to bring up about, um, about the Euro 2020 squad. I'll bring it up a bit later. Um, Transabi is the one for me where after that PSG game and he was, he just pocketed Mbappé and Neymar on his own. And I was mm. sat there like, all right, now he's the guy to sit next to Maguire. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm the same as you. I've given Maguire a lot of shit, but Christ, we have been awful without him. So... Yeah. It does. You don't know what you've got until it's gone. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Could be one of and them. Hope he's back soon. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think for us, especially in the Europa League final, but for England in the Euros, because he's absolutely number one centre back on the team sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Which... And well, who who plays who plays instead of him if he's not there? Exactly. I mean, who is it? If we've got what Stones and Mings. Mm. That doesn't. Well. I don't feel me with confidence. No. <laughs> to be honest, we we. I was looking at this, and uh, I know Gav. I think it was put out a little poll yesterday, um, looking at Fakayo Tomori of mm. AC Milan. Um, and to be honest with you, I I, I kind of see where he's coming from with that. Um, and but my biggest problem though is it's it's Milan and it's the Italian league, like. Yeah. I'd perform well at centre-back in the Italian league. So mm-hmm. how much of an indicator is that? But then it's also not fair on Tamori to to have that attitude because it's like, what more can he do uh, yeah, than perform yeah, yeah. For, uh, for for his club? So I'm a bit torn about that one. Will he will he be a good replacement for, uh, for Maguire? Probably not. But then we need someone. Uh, so I just don't know who. Konza Con- would be the one for me. We'll, we'll tell you what, we'll, we'll dip into it now. We'll dip into Euro 2020 now. Because mm-hmm. there's been like a couple of squads have been announced over the last couple of days. If, if yeah. Maguire's not there, Conza is the one for me that I think has to be there. I think Jeffrey Conza has had an incredible season. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Especially for his age, I think he's looked really good. Tamori, he looked good against us in the second leg. Anyway, he looked good in the first leg. He looked really shaky when we played in the Europa League. But like I said, yeah. it's, it is the Italian league. Yeah. Like how how can you judge it? But then he then he's playing against players that are in that league. He might have a bit more experience than the likes of John Stones or Conza. Yeah, yeah true. Um, yeah, it is a tough one. Um, I mean, but then you, you kind of feel a bit unfair in the likes of Tarkovsky and me and people like that who have had a really good season. Um, and you, you kind of you overlook them a little bit. Is it big big club bias? I don't know. Is that why Conza won't get looked at? Um, it's yeah, it's a tough one. I think John Stones will will probably start for definite. Um, 
it's just who who with if not Maguire. I could um, see Keane next to him. I think I could see yeah. Keane. Yeah. Well, even then, Everton have had a shaky end to the season, haven't they? They've mm. dropped off a lot. Um, and it's frustrating because we've got all of the incredible talent going forward and the midfield is actually finally seeming to like sort itself out a bit. Yeah. But then the defence is now the the bit that's crumbling. Typically, we've we've had good defence over the year. Ferdinand and uh, Terry, people like that. But yeah. now we're, we're looking a little bit thin on the ground. It, it could end up being that he this might be his way to force that five-of-the-back system and push Kyle Walker back into centre-back. Which yeah. would, which would then bring in uh, Trent, for example, like the the one that probably could benefit the most from this injury for Maguire could realistically be Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I think that with all the attacking options we've got, I don't don't want to see five defenders on the pitch. No, like we we should. I wouldn't care if we went and beat teams six five or five four like. I really wouldn't care. I'd rather do that because yeah. at least it's exciting. But attack is the best form of defense sometimes. And when you leave, when you defend from the front, so to speak, you kind of give that sense of invincibility as well that the players will just go out there and they will perform and they will just have a go. And if we score, if we can see, it'll be like United. If we go one nil down, I, I'm not worried anymore because I'm thinking we'll turn it around and go two one. Um, so I don't want to see five defenders on the pitch when. Yeah. Four attackers, well, five attackers really, but because he will play two defensive midfielders, like yeah, there's, yeah, that's there's no the doubt about it. The, the five so defenders five isn't defenders. the issue for me; it's the two, nah. the fact that two holders will be with them as well. That's where the biggest yeah. issue lies for me. Yeah, yeah. So, in that vein, then uh, talking about sort of like squad selections and stuff, what are your thoughts on Trent Alexander Arnold? Um, I don't. I don't think he should go. I think he will go. Mm. Uh, he's not had a good season. I don't no. care what anyone says. I don't. You can bring up all these assists, all these fucking idea passes and crosses that he's put in. <laughs> I couldn't give a flying fuck. If I wanted someone to do that and defend, I'll play Reese James. Yeah. Like, if I want someone to defend, I'll play Wan-Bissaka. If I want, if I want someone to do everything, I'm playing Carl Walker. Yeah. Like, for me, yeah. Trent is not, is not, this year anyway, Trent is not the option. No. No, and he's got a long future ahead of him as well mm-hmm. for one tournament to to not be the ending of his career. But the, yeah. the the thing that's been annoying me is that everyone has been on Twitter saying it's a sackable offence for Southgate if he doesn't take uh, a Trent Alexander-Arnold and he would be absolutely brain dead if he doesn't take Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, what you're suggesting there is that a player should be taken on merit um, and that would mean that one player, one of the players who actually does deserve to be in the squad, will then lose out. So, Kyle Walker won the won the league with City, won the Carabao Cup in the Champions League final. Kieran Trippier, who is Gareth Southgate's man, top yep. of the league in Spain. Like Aaron Wan-Bissaka, second in the league in England, um, Europa League final, England. best defender in it easily. Reese James, Champions League final, FA Cup final, like. 
you can't tell me that one of those deserves to drop out to to give Alexander Arnold a place, and that's why he won't. He shouldn't make it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the the increased squad size of twenty six probably may help him out, but we should be filling those gaps with exciting young or, or talented midfield or strikers, like yeah. not more defenders. We've got we've got enough good defenders to have to try and shoehorn. Trent Alexander-Arnold in it. And one of the most mental things you could do is just take him as a midfielder and say, do you know what? Coming down to the final 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a game and we need a goal, stick him in like Kevin De Bruyne's role or something and just let him do what he wants. Get the ball and just throw crosses in or like put the ball through balls in. Fair enough. I I wouldn't mind that, but that's not what he's going to do. So for me... I mean, how many how many right backs do you even take? You probably take Carl Walker anyway because he can fill in at centre back, mm-hmm. um, and then it'd have to be Trippier and Reese James for me. Yeah, yeah, which would be harsh on Wambasaka, but there are better players ahead of him that can do both of both roles for yeah. right back. So yeah, it would be Walker, James, Trippier, and for me, Walker probably starts. Yeah. I think Wan-Bissaka's game has improved tremendously over the last yeah. couple of months. I've yeah. slated him a lot this season for his use yeah, of the same. ball. Yeah, he, he was awful at the start of the season. And this back end, we're starting to see the wan that we signed last year and how good he is going forward. Um, but same answer that I'm going to give for Trent, your last couple of months' performances don't earn you an England spot. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. like Trippier, who has been instrumental in Atletico Madrid's potential title win deserves a spot. Like you said, Reese James, Carl Walker, he's arguably playing the best football of his career right now. Yeah. So Walker starts for me all day. Psych on the um on the left hand side as well. I don't care how good Chilwell's been the last couple of games. Shaw is number one. Yeah, he is. It's yeah. it's absolute criminal if it's not Shaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Chilwell I mean again, do they take both? They I think so. Probably should. Yeah. So Chilwell and Shaw will go. Um, what are the left back left backs? James Justin. Uh, he probably had a little bit of a shout, but he he's not going to make it, unfortunately. Um, purely because there there has been two outstanding um, left backs in the country uh, in the place. So at the end of the day, the left backs kind of an easier position to sort out because. Well, there you've got Europa League finalists, second in the league, and Champions League FA Cup finalists. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of easier to sort out. I wouldn't be opposed to the five at the back system if we lined up, for example, of Reese James and Chilwell as the wing backs, Walker mm-hmm. and Shaw in the mid either side of. I mean, it will be John Stones, Stones but I'd, yeah, I think I think I probably prefer Mings in that position because I want a, a dominant centre back. But yeah, Stones, yeah, but to. like. You've got Shaw and Walker who could overlap the two wing backs. Those two could drop in like that would be exciting. But then you'll play Rice and Phillips, and then it'll just be the fucking seven yeah. at the back again. It's the Rice and Phillips conundrum, isn't it? We all know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't need to be that way. I mean, Rice and Mount, I'd probably be happier with because um, Mount Rice can sit in, Mount can be the box to box midfielder, yeah. um, and then you play your attacking three. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it kind of pains me sometimes because I'm like, well, Gareth Southgate has on his hands probably one of the most talented generations of English footballers. <laughs> uh, what's he going to do with it? Please don't fuck it up. Like, it, it, it must be hard to mess it up, though, with the players we've got. We've got an unbelievable squad. Yeah. 
and and he will mess it up. You know he messed because yeah. he messed it up. He messed it up in the World Cup. Yeah. The squad isn't the yeah. squad isn't that much different, and he messed it up then, and he'll probably mess it up now as well. And we'll get to mm-hmm. the semi final, we'll have an easy run, and then it'll be just disappointment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at some of the other squads as well that have gone gone in, like Portugal's is pretty scary. Belgium's mm-hmm. is mental. France yeah. is mental. Germany, I'm not that impressed with. Germany are, are very top heavy. They've not really I'm got any defenders. I'm just looking at the German squad now. Yeah. And I've been discussing this earlier. Some really notable things. No to Stegen. Yeah, which is it's probably deserved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd still probably have him over Kevin Trapp. Like, well, he's still yeah. one of the best keepers in the world. They've yeah. got no they've got no right back. There is there is no right back in that squad at all. But Ginter, then... Goosens, Gunter are all centre backs. Halstenberg's a left back. Klosterman, Hummels, Koch, Rudiger, and Sula are all centre backs. There's no right back in the squad. To be honest, if you asked me to name a German right back right now, I probably couldn't. <laughs> no, that's the biggest issue, isn't it? There isn't anyone. Yeah. Could, could we see? Not developing could we defenders. See, could we see Kimmich drop into that role? Probably. Yeah. Well, Kimmich sort of. <laughs> Kimmich could play anywhere, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask Kimmich to play up front, and he'll play up front. Mm. He'd be, he'd play play up front and be the best striker in the fucking world, mate. Oh yeah, yeah he's, like, he is. They're so they're so like you said, they're so top heavy. The fact that they've just literally put the midfield and attack in the same section in the squad. Announcement. I know tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? I mean, the talent here: Chan, Gnabry, Goretzka, Gundogan, Havertz, Hoffman, Kimmich, Kroos, Thomas Muller, whose back hasn't been playing for Germany for the last four years. Uh, Jamal Musiala, who I'm fucking gutted he's playing for Germany, you know. I know. Oh, we should play for England. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, don't blame, I don't blame him in the slightest, no. Uh, Florian Neuhaus, Leroy Sane, who has been absolute dog this season. Yeah, How he's got in this squad is beyond me. Uh, Kevin Volland and Timo Werner. So, Werner will start, he shouldn't. Kevin Volland should be the one that's starting. He's had a phenomenal season at Monaco. Yeah. Um, but the mid the midfield there is outrageous. But th- I don't like the defense. I think the defense is shite. This is a thing. They can only play eleven players, so they can have as many as much talent as they want on the bench. Like if they've not yeah. got defense, uh, like if anything, they're one of the major uh, countries in the tournament who has got a worse defense than us. Um, yeah, yeah. And we're Definitely. we're probably going to be saved by our fullbacks yeah. um, because we do have some outstanding fullbacks, and we do have one. This season, outstanding centre back. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty pretty confident Maguire will be will be fit and, and back. Uh, apparently, the the crutches are a precaution just to ensure that he doesn't put a single drop of weight on any of his lower limb. So, um, I hope so. he'll be back. I reckon uh, it's yeah. it's a month away yet. So, um, got ages. Yeah, he should he should be okay. Even if he's a squad player, I think it's good having someone. The 26 man squad, I think, is massive. You, yeah, you can take yeah. a risk on injured players like Maguire, like Henderson. Like I think you you can now take a risk on that kind of player. But do, but do you take Henderson though? I personally, I know, but he is our best midfielder. I don't know about that anymore. It, it depends. It depends how fit he is. It really depends on how fit he is. If he's if he's good to go from game one, then I'd probably take him and just rest him for a couple of games, and then we'll go. But if he's not going to be ready until the quarterfinals, then fuck that. Well, let's give, give someone else an opportunity. Like if, yeah, that, if he takes that place instead of 
Jude Bellingham. Bellingham. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like Bellingham deserves that spot. Yeah. So if and Bellingham misses go, out, yeah. he's been he's been unreal. He's yeah, he was awesome against City. Yeah. Um and to be honest, he should he he had a goal completely wrongly disallowed when he shouldn't have done. Uh-huh. So um we won't go back into that though. But uh yeah, it, this is the problem for me. I don't think Jordan Henderson should be picked at all. Um because we do have the strength and depth in those positions now and especially when you've got Rice and Phillips, like just keep them there, put Mountain alongside one of them at, at one point if you want to go more attacking, and then yeah. just go mental with the wide and forward players like like, but I tell like you one thing, doing. like Germany, exactly. And one thing that's interesting to me is who are the strikers that go alongside Kane, obviously. Um, pass because I don't know. Because we've got it's, a very interesting one. We've got a very good group of wide forwards, and then a couple of half decent central strikers, hmm. like DCL, who had a great start to the season. And it's just yeah. falling off. Danny Ings, who you can't trust to stay fit. No. Like if he could stay fit, then Danny Ings is in that squad as far as I'm concerned. But you yeah. just never know when his next injury is coming in. Mm-hmm. Um who else have we got? The Vardy's obviously retired. You've got Bamford. Surely. Do you know what? On paper, Bamford is probably the one that deserves it the most. Yeah, he does. And, and I, he won't, I, he won't I hate pick. that. No. Yeah. No, he's I don't think he suits it though. I, I struggle seeing any Leeds player in an England shirt because of the system that they play. Phillips shows it every time he plays for England. He gets used to that yeah. Bielsa system and he can't match the England system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's always going to be one of those club versus country debates in it and uh, mm. trying to adapt in such a short space of time to play for your country. Um, but I think that in terms of strikers, you, you've got to look at well, Calvert-Lewin will go. We know that he will. Marcus Rashford will go, um, but he should surely be a wide player. Mason Greenwood could go as a striker. Um, yeah, I, I always forget about Mace. Yeah, I think he'll, he should go. He, mm-hmm. he definitely should. He's been, apart from Cavani, our, one of our most potent strikers this, this yeah. season. Like, Just give him half a chance and he'll take it. He's lethal. Yeah. Um, so then you, you take him... How many strikers do you usually take? Three, four? You know, yeah, you're taking three, but like we're a weird case, aren't we, where we play, we're playing this inside forward system. Here's a question for you. On current form, does Sterling go? You can't not take him. I um, agree, but does he deserve it? He doesn't, no, probably he's not. He's been awful. Yeah, he's been terrible. Um, and then you, th- you look at other players that could go. I mean, Jaden Sancho obviously will go. You could play Foden as a false nine. Yeah, and we should be we should be starting Foden um, without a shadow of doubt. It should be one of the first names in the team sheet. Yeah. Jack Grealish should be going. Um, yeah. I know he's been injured for a bit, but he will come on and change the game. He probably won't start a lot of games, but he'll come on and change the game. Um, and you've got, well, Rashford will probably start quite a few because it's Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Uh, whether he deserves it or not, it's another, again, another story for another time. Um, then who else do we have? The wide lead? Well, Jason Lingard. Does he play his way into a, into a position? Probably has. I, th- I so. think he has, personally. Matt yeah. Maddus can play yeah. there. Harvey Barnes. What if Barnes is fit? Yeah, I don't think he'll be back in time from what I've no, heard. No, I don't, I don't know about his injury. Yeah, the, the England squad is mad. Like, There's so much potential for it. Mm. 
Yeah, like, which I, makes I, it I'm even excited. more depressing. Yeah, that's it. I was about when to say, we I'm lose excited, to Scotland. <laughs> don't, don't. Like don't I looked that. at that that Scotland squad that was announced today, and it is it is championship. It is a championship team that I'm just, I'm just I don't recognise half of them. I recognise probably about five players in the team, and. One of them, Scott McTominay. So <laughs> they have a lot of good midfielders. I've, I've noticed they, they've, mm. they're taking that um, Billy Gilmore from Chelsea, which I think but, he's deserved. He's been I quite a good this year when he's come on. I think it's a very good decision. Uh, John McGinn probably be their best player. Um, Tierney and um, Robertson again is kind of mm-hmm. like they, they play five at the back, so they can put both of them in the team. <laughs> so they can have well, one it. as a right centre back, one as a left centre back, one as a left back. They play McTominay as a right centre back. Yeah, which is mental. But yeah. it's just to get them all in the team, isn't it? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Scott that's McTominay, it. by the way, is one of the most mank lads in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> How is he fucking playing for them? It's mental. And Shea Adams as well. Shea Adams isn't really Scottish. He's Shane, in there. Shane McAdams. Shit, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that's that Scottish team's wank. The, the French team is ridiculous. By the way, I, yeah. I looked at that French team this morning. The fact that Benzema is back in now, yeah, that that I mean, is a title deserves a call that. up. Deserves oh, gotcha. a call up. We've been amazing for Madrid this year, um, but. I mean, I reckon we. I reckon we can take France. I do honestly like. They've got players that can be got at, uh, mm. as, as silly as that sounds. Pogba, you know that you know what he's going to try and do every single time he gets the ball. He'll try and shield it, and if you just rush up on him, he'll use his strength and he'll probably get out of one or two situations. But he likes time on the ball, um, and if you get at him, you can make him into force him into a mistake, and he'll yeah. just be hoping that Kante will be around to clear up after him, which which he probably will be. So. I'm going to say he will be, yeah. He'll have him and he'll have Rabio yeah. next to him as well. Like those two will just bail Pogba out of everything. Yeah, and Pogba will play without any care in the world, and he'll just be the best player of the tournament, probably. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he's been the best player of that tournament, and then he'll get a, he'll want to move away from us. Mm, yeah, and then he'll be like come on, like a come come get me performance in that tournament. But then you, then you look at people like I don't know Portugal. They've got some really, really good players. Bruno Fernandes probably being one of the main ones. Yeah. Are they taking Ronaldo? They have to be, don't they? I would assume so, yeah. yeah. yeah there's no way they don't take him. This will be a swan song, so he'll be well up for it. He'll want to win it again. Uh, I think this is his last major tournament. Yes, yeah, it have to be. He, he can't last another year because like, it, it'll be the World Cup next year, won't we? Could he? Oh, oh, it might be then. He might, he might manage it mm. then because it's only one year away. Yeah. That could be his final sponsor the, the 2022 Qatar World Cup. Yeah, because they'll... I, I bet you the organisers of the tournament themselves will be giving him some money to say he's not retiring yet just to get eyes on the tournament because it's oh, Ronaldo. God, yeah. So, yeah. Especially with in, being in Qatar. Um, the yeah, it'd be interesting. Ronaldo's yeah. last ever tournament. God. Um, which he'll produce an absolute stinker, probably. <laughs> yeah, he's not, um, not the best of seasons, to be fair to him. No, no. But the, I mean, he's not the best seasons, that. but that—that's to his standards, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he was, if his name was Dominic Carvalhoen, he'd be like, "Oh my god, how amazing is this player?" <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they're what they're finished. They're in fifth at the moment, looking really, really poor. They're not. They're probably not going to get Champions League. 
He scored. Yeah. He still scored twenty nine goals. There you go. That, that, well, you need a, to know. That's a bad season for him. How, yeah. how mental is that? And Messi scored thirty as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the La Liga title race. <laughs> In I mean, insane. I tell you what, this season, forget about the Prem, the best season in European football for ages this year. Mm. The amount yeah. of like, just how long it's taken teams to win the title says everything. The fact we're going yeah. into the final <laughs> match day on Saturday and Sunday, and we've still got two of the biggest leagues in Europe without a title winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bayern, that you can forget about them. They were, yeah, they they were always going to win. But then looking at Lille, God, I would love it. I would love it if they. They won that title over PSG, and uh, in Pochettino's first full season, he, he loses it. I mean, that would be amazing, and even better would be, excuse me, um, would be Atletico beating the two giants in in the Spanish league to the title mm-hmm. again, because um, they did it a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah. Will this be potentially Simeone's last season? Sort well, of like a swan song. Funnily enough, the boys spoke about this on Monday and they dangled this little carrot for us on right. Josh was saying about how would Simeone be a good suitor for Tottenham mm. and this be Simeone's last season. Now, I am in agreement with Dale where Dale was saying Simeone is tailor-made for Athletic Madrid. I, I cannot see him managing anyone else other than them or the Argentinian national team. Yeah. Yeah, and true. I don't know if that's because he's been there that long. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, to see him in another dugout would just be really, really weird. Yeah, I mean, he he probably won't see it that way, obviously. He will he will think, I'm one of the best managers in the world. I can go to almost any top European team. Um, so, I mean, I would love love to see him in the Premier League. Like that mm. would be class, yeah. Um, and, and managing a team like Tottenham because they're, I'd say, typically renowned for being a bit soft. So he imagine him going in there. He half of them would leave because he wouldn't be able to yeah. put up with it. Uh, yeah. But then he would bring people with him, wouldn't he? And Godin would come back from the dead and all sorts, and he'd have <laughs> Juan Fran and. He just bring loads of these random sort of solid players back and throw them all into Spurs, and then the, the Spurs fans won't know what's hit them when they're like getting two or three red cards a game because yeah. the players have just gone the opposite way and they're just throwing themselves into tackles. But it'll give them a steal that they're missing, um, definitely. So, oh, I'd I'd love to see that actually. Yeah, I would as well. Too. I I love him. I think he's a right character. Um, it's when they're playing. Anyone outside of the top six, I think they play fantastic football. But as soon as you put them yeah. against any sort of competition, fuck me, is it Mourinho ball 2.0? Yeah, that's how he wins. That's how he, how he does it. End of day, um, it results game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he gets results. He, he's almost, like you said, Mourinho 2.0, but he's actually doing it rather than Mourinho just sort of storming out of press conferences and stuff and saying that he's the special <laughs> one still. But... Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. Um, I think it's it's quite funny. Uh, to be honest with you, you, you kind of look at one perspective, and it's like every single available manager in world football is committing themselves to a club or saying that they don't want the Spurs job, mm. uh, which is really funny. 
Um, so I can't see him sort of saying, actually, yeah, I do fancy the job that all of these other managers are saying that they don't want. So, yeah, um, yeah it'd be be very interesting to see what happens at Spurs because they've got, surely they've got the money and they've got a the stadium. They've got some decent players. Well, apart from Harry Kane, who will definitely won't be there next year. Well, but. That's it, isn't it? It's, it's, Kane is a massive one because you take Kane out of that squad and all of a sudden it is very average. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bale goes as well. Yeah, Bale's going back to Madrid. You've got Son, who I don't think would thrive without Kane. Could I, no. I, I penciled this a while ago that I could genuinely see him at Bayern Munich. I could probably see mm. him going back to Germany. I'd yeah. love him at United. I would fucking adore Hummin Son at United. Oh, yeah, be a workhorse, wouldn't he? He'd be lethal. Yeah, I think Jason Park said it, didn't he? It's like he'd love him to take over his, his mantle that he left all them years ago. Yeah. Uh, that would yeah, yeah. be sensational for me, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Lamella, Wank, Lucas, yeah. just not lived up to his potential at all. No, average. The, all of the midfield is shit. Yeah, who's good in that midfield? Lacelso, no. Winks is terrible. How he ever got in the England squad? And Dombele in a different squad would be really good. Yeah, because when he plays for France, he's very good. Uh, he's a notable omission from the France squad. It, it doesn't surprise me. They've got enough players, and the, he's just not been good enough. They're taking Sissoko instead of him. <sighs> right, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Like I don't. But get they it. love him. They yeah. love him there. I don't yeah. understand, but they do absolutely love Sissoko. It's, it's, I think it's the energy, in it? It's the workhorseness. He, he doesn't stop running. He's someone that you can bring yeah. on at, at right back, right wing, centre mid. Like he, he closes out a game for the last 10 minutes. He might give away a penalty, but he tries and close out a game. But, yeah, yeah I mean... it's mad. But yeah, no, do you reckon, do you reckon I'd let come with Jodder doing it? Um, yeah, so I looked at the fixtures the other day and I remember thinking, I don't remember who it is now, but I remember thinking out of the two that they they just need to win, don't they? And I think yeah. they will. They've got um, Vaid, who are already down. That's it, yeah. And Real Madrid have got uh, Villarreal, who have already secured Europa League, uh, not Europa League, so the conference qualification, <laughs> but do have the Europa League final. Against so us. could realistically just rest players because it doesn't matter. Like they can't. I don't think they can catch. I know they can. They can catch Betis, so they'll probably want to win to secure Europa League anyway, in case they don't win. So they'll yeah. be going for it. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, well, to be honest, they'll end up with Champions League football because you and I, Emery, will do an Uran I, Emery against us in the final. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I think that, uh, but he would also love to probably prevent Real Madrid from 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 winning, wouldn't he? Yeah. So, okay, uh, I, I think it's Atletico's for, for, the, for the taking. Definitely. And what about Lille? Um, that's yeah, a tough again, one think, that you know who have they got is it Marseille so, so they've got um, they've got uh, Angers who are sat in 9 no not sat in 12 so safe can't get dragged into the relegation battle so they're fine but they can't catch Europa League places either mm-hmm. and then PSG have got Brest I mean, congratulations to Lille on your uh, league and title. Yeah, <laughs> Brest are going to do it for for the lads. 
Well, Brest, if they lose and Nantes, what, what, why is it Brest and Nantes? It was always going to be Brest and Nantes, wasn't it? <laughs> I, want to, I want to hear an actual French person pronounce these team names. I know, yeah. We're just taking the piss here. Fucking hell. Yeah, if, if Nantes win and Brest lose, Brest get dragged into the relegation playoff. So, oh, okay. Brest have something to fight for here, whereas Angers just don't. So, it should be it should be Leal's. I hope it is. I really hope it is. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. it. It's another Leicester story, isn't it? Yeah. It's another Leicester yeah. story. They That'd almost be, got relegated a couple of years ago. Yeah, they're going to have all players stripped from them. Oh, they are getting absolutely raided, aren't they? They've already lost mm-hmm. the goalkeeper. They're about to lose the centre midfielder, Sumane, who's played all year. He's going to Leicester. Yeah. Like, that's That'd be a great he's... signing for them. Oh, God. That tells me you that one of their big midfielders are leaving. That tells me one of their what? big midfielders are leaving. Like Madison or Tielemans. I'm thinking like a Tielemans or even a Ndidi. Ndidi, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind him in our central midfield. Could you imagine him instead of Fred or Matic? I do every time I see Fred play. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what he does, honestly. Anyway, I'm not getting that's the, that. That's the issue, isn't it? I, just, I literally just don't know what he does on the pitch anymore. No. He, he plays simple, basic side-to-side passes and then runs around a bit and loses the ball. That's all he does. <laughs> Fucking Fred, mate. Get out of our team. Mm. Right. Yeah. Last couple of games in the Prem, or last day in the Prem. Uh We've got a little preview for you fellas of the big show on Sunday. I tell you what, he knows how to make a hype video, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he he yeah, picks the that. fucking banging music for it. So yes, those that will be listening on Spotify that won't have obviously seen what was going on our screen there. Sunday, 23rd of May from 3 o'clock. Oz Mad Sports Network, Lily White TV, Away day footballer, amateur footballer, uh, two up top, football dugout. I think I've covered everyone there, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And if I miss anyone, I do apologise, fellas. Uh, are covering every single game live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. It is. I, I'm jealous. I'm not going to be there, mate. I'm not going to lie. I, it looks like I'll be watching. Uh, I'm out with the misses after going taking. Well, celebration drinks from my exam last week. And mm-hmm. I will be sat there with the phone on the table watching the boys. Might see if there's any uh, any bars that we're in that can uh, have a little Chromecast that I can shoot up to the TV. Yeah, get it on. <laughs> yeah, it'd be banging that. But yeah, no, really, really looking forward to it. So you're covering the F- Newcastle-Fulham game, aren't you? Unfortunately so. <laughs> Which I mean, pa- I, I volunteered paper, for it. On paper, a couple of weeks ago, looked like it was going to be an absolute banger. It looked like one of them two were going to go down, and Newcastle's resurgence has just made that one of the most dullest games available. Yeah. um, I mean, I obviously chose it because of uh, my... I I do like Newcastle, and I thought it might be a decent game. And I mean, even now, Fulham got nothing to play for. However, um, Alan Samaxman limped off tonight, so he probably won't be playing. He's probably been sent off on holiday now, so that'll be him done for the season. No Callum Wilson. Um, Joe Willock, I think, went off injured as well. Goalkeeper got a bit of an injury for Newcastle, so it's probably going to be like a 1 0 win for Fulham, uh, <laughs> you know, in my luck, um, which should be great. Uh, really, really good. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, 
I'm very interested to uh, understand how the dynamic is going to work. Um, wondering, I think it, it may sort of be like uh, like a, an actual sort of soccer Saturday style thing where you've got like me or whoever else going mental in the background because there's been a goal and screaming and you can hear it like over the broadcast. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to being on it and uh, seeing where it goes. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a mega crossover. Like, oh, I've got a catch on a takeover. Get down. honestly my mic would have gone flying if she'd have jumped up there yeah it's going to be a mad crossover like six seven channels it going live across everyone's channel as well so if you subscribe to us you can watch it on us if you subscribe to mad sports away days amateur football lily white you're going to see everyone's faces on every single channel by all means and i mean this please subscribe to everyone no matter what channel you're watching this on support everyone in this show you know, mm-hmm. we, we're starting to get a small, decent little following now. And that wouldn't be helped. That's helped because of our connection with Gav Mack, Devo, the Mad Sports Network, everything that Chris does, everything that we all do with the socials and just crossing over. I'm jumping in with Talk Total Footy again on the Friday after. I think it's, I can't remember what the date is on the Friday. Um, the 28th, we're jumping on a live stream and we're going to go through United season. I'm sure that's going to mm-hmm. be a hell of a show because uh, yeah. have a yeah. good laugh with them lads and yeah just make sure everyone goes and supports other channels you know when everyone gets supported and everyone grows we grow when we grow everyone grows mm-hmm. we we want to get to a point with football in youtube that we can start rivaling sky and bt because let's be honest their pundits are crap mm. and i'm not gonna yeah, say we're the real they're... fans yeah, we're the real fans. They're not asked. They don't care. When, when the Super League was going on, they were the ones complaining just because they weren't going to get a payday. We're the real ones that can see through the shit. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, support everyone. Tune in. It's going to be on here. It's going to be on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere that you normally find 4M1T. It's going to be massive. Mm-hmm. Now, with that yeah. being said, last day of the season, Liverpool are currently 2 0 up against Burnley as we're recording this right now. Mm-hmm. They have, and fair play to them, rightfully put fourth place in their hands, haven't they? The question I ask, and we'll come to the second question of this in a minute, is Big Roy going to do one final bit of damage and stop Liverpool from getting top four? Oh, it's the emergence of the Cristan Bull. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Hodgson's final game of football <laughs> management. Oh, can you imagine it? At Anfield in front of fans as well. It's written, isn't it? It's absolutely oh. written. I mean, after Allison scoring that header to win them the game the other night, to yeah. sort of e- easy sort of win against Burnley. Well, I don't know if it's easy or hard for, but it's 2-0. So yeah. uh, so an easy fought win against Burnley to then play in front of the cop at home with fans in the ground for the first time in like, what, six, seven months? And then they get beat by Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace. Oh, God. I, I, I envy whoever's taking that game, if it does happen, because it would be incredible. Yeah, it really will. I mean, fair play to Roy Hodgson. His managerial career started in 1976. I mean, that is mental. Yeah, like, I, that, that's just took me aback there. Like, 76 was his was his start of his managerial career. My, my mum was 12 years old when Roy Hodgson took his first manager's job. And cool. looking at clubs like, yeah, he started out at Homstad, Bristol, Malmo. Then he went to the Swiss manager's team. Then in at Milan, Blackburn. 
all the way up to, you know, Fulham, Liverpool themselves, West Brom, England, and then yeah. Crystal Palace. Like, the man has slowly, I say slowly, longly, because of how long the career has been, just built up this CV of just an incredible career to do it for this long. And don't remember him getting relegated that many times either. Like, he, he's always been... Yeah. A club that when he's gone there, apart from Liverpool, I think Liverpool was a massive jump for him. But when he's gone to a club, he's always done fine. Like he's kept Palace mm-hmm. in the Premier League every single season. He's spoke openly about the owners not giving him any money, and he's still managed to he's managed to keep Zaha on the board for so long. Yeah, like, yeah. but you know what? Hats off to you, Roy. And I hope that this is his retirement now. At seventy-three yeah. years old, I think. You know what? Just enjoy your retirement now, mate. You have I fucking think be, earned yeah. it. Yeah, he's earned yeah, it. Yeah, he he won't go anywhere else now, and uh, unless someone comes in like uh, someone with a big money offer to say, "Come on, one more season," maybe it's somebody that's going to lose a manager. Uh, it won't be Championship because he won't he won't end his tenure in the Championship. I don't think. Um, next season, mate. Watford when they've sacked the second manager and they want yeah, right to yeah. keep them up. Or he'll, it'll be someone like, I don't know, I'm just looking at the teams now. If uh, Fulham are struggling again, oh no, no, sorry, Fulham are going down, aren't they? What I'm talking about. Um, West Newcastle. Ham or Villa or someone will be struggling towards the end of next season and you're on Newcastle and they'll be like, come on, we'll give you £5 million to keep us up uh, yeah. and he'll come in. But nah, I think he's done now. I think that's him. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? When you've, you've been in the game for that long... He's. I think he's going to struggle finally coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and fair, I literally, I'm still taken about the fact that his career, managerial career, started in '76. Yeah. Was he a decent player? Did he play? I don't. I don't really. He know. played. Yeah. Um. I. I can't obviously. Don't know much about him, but there's no statistics on Wikipedia about him. He's right. got 56 appearances playing for Gravesend and Northfleet. But then every like Palace, nothing. Tom Bridge, no no stats available. Maidenstone, no stats. So he played at like nothing teams. Mm. He must have just been good at management rather than playing. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Yeah. A lot of he, managers are like that, though, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, he speaks yeah. five languages well, doesn't he? Like he's put yeah. the fucking he's put the graft in. Yeah. But yeah, um, do us one yeah, big brilliant. one more, Roy. One more. Stop them from getting in the Champions League. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. It'd be amazing. It'd be yeah. unreal. But so looking at the future of Crystal Palace, Bucky's have Frank Lampard as a favourite to take the job. Uh, yeah. Mm. I'm not too sure about that. I'm not. I mean, he, he took Derby to a playoff final, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh and he got them up. Did he get them up? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Uh, of course no, he, he didn't. They've not been in the, what am I talking about? But anyway, <laughs> been a long day saying this. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he he got into a playoff final. Didn't didn't win. Obviously, um, he got the job at Chelsea just because he's a, a legend of the club. And where they were in the league, you could, you've also got to put your hands together for Thomas Tuchel to to get them to where they are now. Uh, so what a job he's done. But that being said. It's got to be another championship job for me, for him. Uh, championship or Scotland, but he's not going to Scotland, is he? Because I think no. uh, 
it's Eddie Howe that's going to end up taking over at Celtic. The the reason, so I heard on Talksport, the reason that he hasn't been announced yet is because Bournemouth season is still going. So and because he's still affiliated with them, it's something to do with contractual and therefore payoff rights or something like that and compensation. But he, so he left. He left at the start before the start of the season. Yeah, they, they might be. They might have been wrong, but that that's what they were saying. They think the reason is is why they haven't announced it yet because it, it if it's it's like a really really badly kept secret that he's going to be the next Celtic manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they why haven't they announced it yet? I mean, Celtic's season's done. I think so. They think it might be because Bournemouth aren't done yet for some reason. He might have, or he might still be in claims for payoff from them or something. I don't know. Potentially, yeah. I mean, like because Jason Jason Tindall started the season. I think pretty much as he went down, he announced yeah, he his did. resignation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's a strange one. I mean, fair play to Bournemouth, like and fair play to Jonathan Woodgate. You know, they mm. they took a one-nil lead against Brentford in the playoff semi-final, didn't they? That's a how well Brentford have played, that's a massive result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd still like to see another team come up them other than Bournemouth or I I would as well. I would as well. I'd like Barnsley or someone, that'd be amazing. Barnsley in the Premier League. Can you imagine? love it i couldn't i couldn't name on you. that pitch i couldn't i couldn't name you one barnes a player that's why i want no, it I couldn't. yeah yeah be something different they'll go straight back down again but it'd be fun for a year they'll get oh, they'll, one win and it'll be they'll, against they'll, doors yeah, they'll, they'll break derby's record they'll break derby's <laughs> record and that'll be it they'll get three I points do. and it'll be at old trafford <laughs> i mean i'm on skybet now lampard is favorite steve cooper is second favorite and then right. Chris Chris Wilder and then Eddie Howe. And weirdly enough, Sean Dyche. Yes, I've heard a lot about that one. Um, and people are kind of... Sean Dyche might be the English uh, Simeone, if that makes sense. Mm. Not by I, his I tactics Dale, and his style. Dale said that the other day. How suited he is yeah. to <laughs> Burnley. So he couldn't manage anyone else because he is Burnley now. He, you are forever Burnley, uh, just like Simeone is forever Atletico Madrid. And I think that um, while he'll probably be annoyed with that, because he'll be like, no, I want to go somewhere else and prove that I can do something better. I want to be England manager. Burn- yeah, I mean, <laughs> is Palace Palace is a sidestep. It's not even a downward step. It's not an upward step. It's a sidestep, isn't it? Yeah. So why would he want to? But then he's not going to get a job offer from upper but above him so he probably and to be honest with you he probably won't get any extra resources or anything at Palace has he got better players at Palace well 20 odd of them or something stupid like that are all out of contract in summer Yeah. so they've got to sort that mess out first like almost their entire first team well actually all their first team and starting substitutes are out of contract in summer how's that happened <laughs> that, is, that is honestly mental they could I go down know, next I year. I didn't know that. that I literally didn't yeah, know they, that. Yeah. Showed it the other day on uh, TalkSport Twitter that literally, including people like Andros Townsend, will part all that. I guess because Zaha signed a, a contract just recently, didn't they? But was it a short-term yeah. one? It must have been. Because let me find this. Because um, it's mental. Like, you're literally talking their entire first team and subs are all out of contract. That's, how did uh, that happen? I don't know. It must be something to do with the. Well, I don't know. Is it something? Because is there own, their own is uh, Steve Parrish, isn't it? Because it yeah. was um, Simon Jordan for years, and Steve Parrish took over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he doesn't. 
He doesn't give them much money, let's be honest. Uh, they signed that Mateta in the January. It hasn't come and done anything. No. Very, very uh, poor signing. So, I've got it up now. <clears throat> Mishy Batsrai, Christian Benteke, Jeffrey Schlupp, Patrick Van Anholt, Andros Townsend, Mamadou Sacco, Nathaniel Klein, James McCarthy, James McArthur, Joel Ward, Gary Cahill, Wayne Hennessy, Scott Dan, Martin Kelly, Connor Wickham, Stephen Henderson, Sam Woods, all out of contract um, on June the 30th. Oh, my word. <laughs> How what are they going to sort that out? If you're a, a Watford or a Norwich looking at that, I'm sat there thinking, there's I'll a good bit of around. business there, you know? Like, yeah. Patrick Van Arnholt. I'd have Even free. Andros Townsend, someone like Watford or newly promoted, some a, a newly promoted team, Norwich. You, yeah, you, you yeah. take one of them, take a few of them. Uh, yeah, there are some that you probably will end up in the ether of football, like the MacArthur's, McCarthy's, uh, just Can't like they deserve because they're shit now. Yeah, especially him. Yeah. Um, but there are some really good players there. Batch White could probably do a job for someone. I didn't even know he was. I thought he was on. On loan there, I didn't even know he'd gone there permanently. No, yeah, permanently. Or it might be, sorry, yeah, I could have. Yeah, just him leaving there. Like, even like Benteke, like Benteke at one point was a massive player in the Premier League. Contract option, option to buy. Yeah, they've got an option to buy him, but they probably won't if they've got another 20 players out of contract. And then Benteke, yeah. If you're a, a Wilfred Zaha looking at all of that now, and you're seeing all your mates out of contract. You're seeing the yeah. manager that's managed to keep you there leaving. What's your motivation to stay now? Well, he's wanted to move away for for ages. And it wouldn't surprise me if Arsenal tried again to sign him. But, mm. I mean, they'll have to get him on Klarna or something because they're not going to afford him, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> to get him on Klarna. <laughs> There's your episode title, Chris. Jesus yeah, Christ. Oh my Plus, word. That's just how Arsenal are in at the moment. Yeah. They're, they're still paying they're, for uh, Pepe. They're mudded, them. Absolutely yeah. mudded. Uh, did you see, t- talking of transfers, that there was five teams that inquired about Harry Kane and one of them was yes. Everton. <laughs> right. How were Everton fucking applying, like, it's showing interest in Harry Kane? I mean, I'd heard that Arsenal fans were getting hopeful as well. I'm like, behave. No. You might have won an Arsenal kit when he was younger lads, but like, calm down. There's, there, it's only one place. We've not had a chance to speak about this because the lads spoke about mm. it on Monday. There is only one place he's coming, and it's in Manchester. It just depends on which side he goes. And I've said yeah. this since day one: one team will sign Kane, and one team will sign Haaland. Yeah, that that is how it's going to work this summer. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ch- again, Chelsea fans getting their hopes up, like behave. <laughs> there's no chance that Daniel Levy is selling one of Spurs' best ever players to Chelsea. No. End of story. Uh, especially when Manchester United and Manchester City have both got the money. So I, I read something today that Daniel Levy will, won't will even listen to any offers unless it's 150 million at least. Bollocks. And then negotiating up from there. That's what he's said apparently. Now, he's not worth 150 million. He's very good. Like he's probably yeah. the best striker in one of the best strikers in the world, and I, I don't sort of make any mistake of saying that. Uh, but he's twenty eight. He does have his odd ankle problem. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that's that he's bad or anything. That's just they're just facts, and he 
yeah, you, you right. can't pay 150 million for an, a 28 year old. So if he was two years younger, yeah, fine, but he's not. So 100, 120 is probably the upper limit, I reckon, for him. I think I said it on, I've left a comment on Monday's podcast. I've said 105 and Jesse. Mm. Yeah, or Martial. Well, fucking 110 and Martial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> 150 and Martial. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Just give you That's the them club. Us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at these transfer like bettings on Sky. Like it's absolutely mental that they've got three to one for Ben White to join PSG. They, oh, someone where, will have had it though. Yeah. So that people are looking at that thinking, you know what? I'll put. I'll put a fiver on that, and Sky are just fucking lapping that up, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there'll, there'll be a bell that goes in office, like ding, ding, ding. Oh, someone else has done the Ben White's PSG. <laughs> and there's the money into the into the Christmas party fund. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unreal. So yeah, Palace. That's they're going to be an interesting team this season. Uh, mm. Spurs, just notably while we're talking about Kane, were booed off tonight. Bad, yeah, badly. and he also did a lap, didn't he? Mm, uh, it, on he his own. Very emotional, as if to say, "This is goodbye." That was a "This yeah. is a goodbye" type of celebrate, like not celebration, but you know, leaving. Like a clap into the fans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fucked. Spurs, Spurs are absolutely in a mess if they lose Kane. I, I say to my mate as a Spurs fan, it's like when they lost Bale. Yeah. You, ha- you have to buy right with this money, and they don't have a good track record of it. No, and this is the problem with them. Like, I mean, if you think about it, if I was a Spurs fan, I would probably think to myself, right, Kane will go 120 million, 100 million if if we get Martial or Jesse Lingard or something from us. Um, City don't have, oh, well, City probably not got any players that they would get rid of. Um, So City would probably give the cash, whereas they could do two birds, one stone if they dealt dealt with Manchester United so they could get a player out of us and it would be Martial or um, yeah, or Lingard probably. I imagine that West Ham will put up for fight for Lingard as well um, purely because of the impact he's had and he looks really, really comfortable within that group of players as well. He looks yeah. like he's really settled in so it really wouldn't surprise me if Lingard went to Spurs uh, for a fee, even a swap deal with Rice um, and Kane went to Manchester United with Martial going the other way. Now, that would be amazing business for us because we're getting mm. rid of two players that we don't need anymore uh, and yeah. getting two brilliant players that will probably make us title contenders. Just those two alone will make us title contenders, I think. Um, now, with all that said, if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be thinking, yeah, take that deal, 100 million plus a player, whether whoever it is. I'd also then be thinking, Hyungmin Son without Harry Kane probably won't be the same cash in on him as well yeah. get 150 million plus a player for those two yeah, and then yeah. they're talking they're in business then like you're thinking well daniel levy will be thinking right that's half of the payments of the stadium gone <laughs> yeah. um but also they'll be able to pay a decent price for a new manager um that will be able to sort of push them up and it also means they'll be able to hopefully do some decent transfer business and get some players in who will well, they won't fill those gaps, but they'll they'll do a good job of filling those gaps if they get the right signings. Yeah. Um, get rid of some of the other deadwood. But I, if I was a Spurs fan, I would probably succumb to the to the uh, inevitable 
and just say goodbye to those two players now and think about the money that you can raise and who else you could get in as a replacement. Look to the future. It, do, it does feel like this like this Kane saga has been going on a while now, but it does feel like this is this is finally it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. S- same with Sancho. Same with Sancho as well. Though, like the Sancho one went on all summer last year. I don't. I, I think it's very clear now that Sancho is not starting the season next year at Bruce Dortmund. Mm. Whether it is United or somewhere else that he ends up at, I'm not too sure anymore. Because now Kane is available. I do think we're only going to get one of the two if we get any of them. Yeah, possibly. Um, I mean. I don't know, you know, because I think that this summer for Manchester United in particular, it could be Man United, like all Man United's chips coming in at once. Like mm. Sancho was probably the most attainable that he's been, yeah. um, and he's we're a long time admirer. He, he probably does want to come to United, um, and then Kane is almost ready made for us. Um, I think that Haaland would suit City better. I think Kane suits United better. I think Kane wants to go to Manchester United. Kane, and I've said this a few times, would be Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Robin Van Persie signing. Um, so that seems ready-made. And we can offer a player so that the cost wouldn't be as much. And then you've got the issue of Jesse Lingard going to West Ham and the carrot that we can dangle for Declan Rice. Yeah. So I don't... As mental as it sounds, a summer of Rice, Sancho and Kane would make us title contenders and also not be too far out of the question. As as, as crazy as that sounds, just because of which player swap deals are available, the money that we probably have that some other clubs need because of COVID, etc. It, it could be possible. Really it's, could. It's going to be quite a scrimpy summer for a lot of clubs, isn't it? With, yeah. with everything that's gone on with another season without fans and the Euros as well. Euro transfer windows are always weird. Same mm. with the World Cup. Like you always have someone that just comes out of nowhere and everything comes yeah. after and then all of a sudden some sort of deals just kind of go under the radar a little bit. And like I said, Sancho, if I'm picking one of them three of Rice, Sancho and Kane, I think Sancho is the definite one that would probably happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I could see this being the summer that Rice probably goes to Chelsea. Um, I hope I hope that. I'm I hope I'm wrong, um, but that's been dangled for a while now. Kane, like you said, we've got we've got player swap potential, and that would attract yeah. Daniel Levy. Rather than going for a replacement, let's just take one. City have that as yeah. well, though. I've seen a lot of people talk about maybe Gabriel Jesus going the other way. Mm, um, which yeah, could, possibly could work because if if Kane's there, Jesus is not seeing that pitch ever again. No, no. Um, but the the one for me is the Rafael Varane rumors. Yes, yeah, I was going to come to that as well. Because they they have me. they have ramped up quick. He yeah. he is not staying at Real Madrid this summer. No, no, he's he's adamant he's going, isn't he? Yeah, and there's all, I only see him coming to us. Like yeah. I really only no see him coming needs to him. Us. Yeah, no one needs. Like I said, no one needs him. Chelsea have got a set centre backs now. Like all right, next season without Thiago Silva, if he signs on for a new a new deal, they could do with him next year. But they bring Tamori back. Yeah, oh, they've got Tamori as well. Yeah, City don't need him. Bayern Definitely don't need not. him. No, Inter can't afford him. It, it was where where's Elsa going to go? He's coming to us. Liverpool signing Canate. Yeah, there you go then. 
that there's only one real destination. Yeah. And that, and, that and, for me, would be unreal, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that would mean that one of our centre-backs is going to go, has to go. You can't have you... Jones, Bailey, Small, well, not Small, Jones, Bailey, Maguire, Lindelof, Varane, Twanzebe. You can't have all them. I can't believe that Jones is still in that conversation. I know. <laughs> Bailey, just terminate Jones's contract for fuck's sake. Like, just, yeah, just, just pay him out of it. Of him. <laughs> just pay him out of it. It's worth it. Yeah. He, he has to go. Baye's just signed a new contract, which yeah. would suggest to me then that I reckon, sadly, I think it would be Lindelof that would probably go. Mm. Yeah, because it won't be um, Maguire, it won't be Twan Zabi because he's still a youth prospect ish, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Twan Zabi needs to stay. Twan Zabi could sit and learn from Maguire and, Va- and Varane, 100%. Mm. Yeah, I'd, and then you'd have Bailey, Twan Zabi as the kind of like backup Europa League, well, not Europa League anymore, is it? The Cup, the cup team, yeah, cup yeah, team yeah. players uh, with Maguire and Varane starting. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? If if that happens, imagine Varane, Sancho, Kane, and Rice. Oh, Rice is probably it wouldn't happen. That won't no. happen. No, if it did, we would be we'd win the league next year, like undoubtedly. If we didn't, um, I'd wonder what the hell's going on. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you also think right, the Glazers they wanting to appease the Manchester United fans and stop all the riots, stop all the boycotting of all the businesses that they're sponsored by. And just spend a couple of hundred million this summer as a in his investment, because uh, that's a drop in the ocean for them. Mm-hmm. So, and they'll, they'll string the deals out over time. Sancho will come part, part subsidized by Adidas or something yeah. like that. Kane probably the same. Like there'll be sponsorship deals in place that'll pay for half the salaries, half the and there's transfer fees. They'll string it out over time. They'll do financing and all sorts with JP Morgan or someone stupid like that. Um, so they'll make it happen and it won't cost them a lot uh, yeah. and it will appease the Manchester United fans probably. The protests will stop for a bit until we start losing again <laughs> yeah. um, if we were to sign all of those players. And, and we'd be title contenders. I would, would even argue Champions League contenders. I, 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 did th- I did think that the other day that th- this is with the appointment of Darren Fletcher and Matt Judge in the technical directors and actually bringing John Darren Moto. to football. That, yeah, that's the one as well. Yeah. Um, I think that was a statement that we are going to do transfer business this summer because otherwise, yeah. what was the point in doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to have sat there and gone, actually, I don't think we need anyone. Right, yeah, thanks for the 100 odd yeah. grand you pay me a year, whatever their salary Literally. will be. Yeah, and then, like you said, they want to start pleasing these United fans. Mm-hmm. All right, let's 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 give them 300 million. Let's just go fucking wild one summer. Then we can have two summers of doing fuck all. Let's be real, though. 300 million spend, we're probably going to make about 100 million, though, selling players off. Because yeah. the Hayes going, Lingard will go. If we Martial. ship Martial off the books, yeah. you've got Jones Terminate who Jones. can fuck off. Um, Romero. Romero is going to be going. Dallo will probably go. Yeah, he'll be permanent, won't he? Yeah, so. I can't. I can't imagine Dallo staying much longer. Uh, there's so much. There's so many players that can actually leave. And yeah. I, I, something I do credit Ollie for as well is he has generally started shipping out a lot of the deadwood. Mm-hmm. And um, the problem in the past seasons where we've we've got loads of deadwood to get rid of is that the actual core group of players hasn't been good enough to sustain mm. getting rid of all that deadwood. But this yeah. season it is. So our core group of players and our core starting eleven 
and a few of the subs are now are good enough, uh, which means that we can afford to get rid of a load of these players. Like our squad's massive now, but we can afford to get rid of some of those players and spend the money on even better first teamers uh, and, and increase that competition for places. Like imagine Greenwood, Sancho, Rashford, Cavani, Kane, and then Ahmad Diallo. All even even Shuratari, whatever you, however you pronounce his name, like even him sort of coming up. Imagine that those lot competing for the front sort of four five positions: Bruno Fernandez, Pogba, Rice, uh, McTominay, whoever Rice had said him. But do you know what I mean? Like we have James so Garner coming through. James yeah. Garner coming through. He's got, been class this year. You've got um, Robbie Savage's kid who looks like yeah. he's going to be the real deal. Charlie McNeil. Yeah, Charlie McNeil. You could oh. even. Fecundo Polistri, who we bought and everyone seems to have forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got some really, really good strength and depth coming in. You kind of think, well, that's too many. But then you look at City, they've got two world-class players in every position because you have to nowadays. And they're just about to win the Champions League final. (laughs) So, uh, but anyway. Exciting. Ultimately let down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which... We we kind of set off there. We didn't with the England squad, and now we've uh, we've brought it full circle with Man United. Always the way. Always <laughs> the way, and now I think that's a pretty good time to cut off. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. It has been very much appreciated. As I said at the start of the show, if you missed it, we are splitting up our shows now. So we have Chris hosting the B Show on Monday with Josh and Dale. Uh, me and Lee will sporadically appear on them shows, I'm sure, as well. Um, and then, yep. Lee, me and you are going to be uh, doing the heavy lifting with the A show on this Wednesday. Sorry, Chris. You're not going to edit me out. Um, <laughs> you say it enough times, you can't get rid of it. Exactly. <laughs> um, we're going to be live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter and Facebook. Search for We Are 4M1T. Spotify 4M1 tea we've got a load of new uh segments coming up as well chris is gonna be really disappointed that i've not played his video that he made for me today but i've got my own segment he's made my own segment of daniel's continental corner where oh. we're going to be talking a lot about european football unfortunately it's ending soon but i feel like with the euros it's going to be something that will be massive lee you're getting your very own one you're not aware of it yet but there is one i, knew, I am aware of it i've seen it, it. I, yeah was it legend of the week yeah, we've got Dale's Dick of the Week. We're going to have Lee's Legend of the Week. Do you know why I'd, I'd even prepared for that tonight? Because I thought we were doing it tonight. So, Well, I, I was expecting a video and there's not one, mate. But if you've got one, mate, go for it. Right, I'll tell you. I, so I had three and I'll just oh, throw no. them out quickly. First one, I think he deserves a mention. It is Alisson for um, scoring that header that won Liverpool the game after everything he's been through this year with the really sad passing of his dad. Um if he wasn't a Liverpool player, I'd be even happier for him. But <laughs> you can't—you've got to look past that in situations like this. So yeah. you can—he can have that one for me. Um, secondly, um, it's—it's it's one of those where it borderlines between the very grey area of dickhead of the week and legend of the week at the same time, and it is the <laughs> seven-year-old or the, the young kid who, let's be honest, he's not doesn't look like he's built like, as like a footballer who. Play- <laughs> played for this uh, I think they're a Japanese team or an Asian team anyway because his dad was the manager of oh the it's the Chinese German, second and division he forced, 
Yeah. That's the one. And his, his dad, the chairman who owns the club, forced the manager to make him play. And I've just yeah. seen a very funny compilation of him. And it, <laughs> so I'm saying that the kid is a legend for getting himself on and giving it a go. But his dad's a knobhead and yep. a dickhead of the week for forcing the manager <laughs> to do it. So that's a good segue there. And then the final one, um, which I've completely forgotten now. So it can't have been that good. Um, so hopefully I'll, I'll I'll think of it for next time. But uh, I did have a third one. Um, so I'll come back to it. I think it was probably Edinson Cavani for his amazing goal yesterday, even though it was offside. But, yeah, we'll uh, talk yeah. about that. No. <laughs> yeah, I, so, yeah. I, I, I did have two as well, and one of mine was Allison. Absolutely, like that. That interview was beautiful. Like, yeah, that the football was very emotional this weekend. Mm. Like, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say, like, I had tears in my eyes during that Leicester FA Cup win, especially Brilliant. seeing yeah. um, Kuntop come onto the pitch and just see how much it meant to everyone involved. Yeah, the incredible, incredible achievement, and just a beautiful for Kuntop's father who sadly mm-hmm. passed away. And then my and other the one... And the jealousy of everyone, all other clubs who wish they had owners like that. Yeah, that that is... The, the, them and City, just owners that care. Yeah, Owners that just care about the football club and care about the yeah. community. And it's, it's sad, and it? I, I hate it. Fucking hate it. I'm jealous mm-hmm. as anything. And my other one yeah. is, um, it kind of crosses over to Dale and Josh's and even Chris's dick of the week, is uh, Luis Suarez is my legend of the week because... At 33 years old, he was told he was too old and not good enough to play for Barcelona anymore and win them league. And on Saturday, he's about to play for Atletico Madrid and has scored 20 goals this season and is about to win them the league. Yeah, brilliant. Ultimate yeah. shit, Alzari. Literally. And I was sat there watching the uh, watching the replay on Tuesday morning and they were talking about Barcelona. I was screaming, screaming to talk about this Barcelona dick of the week story where they told Suarez <laughs> at 33 years old that he wasn't good enough anymore and they're signing a more injury-prone 33-year-old Sergio Aguero. Yeah. What are they're you doing, shambles lads? shambles of the club they are. Yeah. It's, it's sad, isn't when it? Like, done. When, when we went all them years ago, and it's just sad to see Amazing. what they fucking become now. Yeah, I've been seeing videos and um, one, of the, one of them recently was a compilation of... Uh, that Barca team from that era and like David Villa, Pedro, Messi up front and Dani Alves, Busquets, mm-hmm. PK, um, P- uh, Puyol, Abadal, like Valdez, Iniesta, Xavi, obviously the main two, like what an incredible, probably the best team I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to look back at that, that was what, seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, and where are they now? It's one of the. It's almost as big as a demise as Arsenal. <laughs> it is because in their league, they're they're literally one of two teams. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't it makes class, it even worse. Like I, I let Real Madrid shouldn't be up the top there. No, they come third in a two-horse race. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. They are Arsenal. They are fucking yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> or Spurs. Take your pick, whichever one you want. Well, yeah, exactly. Right, so. Your choice. I picked Spires and Allison, mate. You've gone with Allison. Are you? Here is your yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah, we'll give it him. Yeah, yeah. A Liverpool players won the first ever Legend of the Week. Oh, I feel sick. Oh, give it to the kid. Dickhead of the Week next week, Lee Noble. <laughs> 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 right, and on that note, guys, we are going to call it quits from us. Find us on socials at We Are Four M One T. Search us on YouTube. Four Manks, One Toffee. Watch. Everyone live on Sunday. 
on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. We are 4 one team, Mad Sports Network. Every single platform that we showed, we're going to be tweeting about it all week. Please come and join us. Chris will be on Mad Sports Network. I don't know if he's got a guard pass coming up or not this week, but he's fucking all over the place at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Tomorrow night, I think. Like the B show. That's where you are. <laughs> and on the that note, guys, rate. the second, yeah, the poor Manx one, Toffee. Yeah, <laughs> you like that? You like that, Chris? Don't you there. Don't yeah, you there. Right. I'm cutting that there, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. And until next time, good night. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Apple and Google Podcasts and all other major podcast stations. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Formanx One Toffee. And please follow us on social media at We Are 4M1T.